This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Cause we're gonna be I'm excited this morning. Uh, I talk about uh, blockchain and crypto publicly for the first time uh, in depth. This was a talk I gave in Vegas a couple weeks ago. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you understand the macro. And even if you are not into blockchain or crypto, this can be deployed against every and anything if you listen carefully for the needles in this haystack. I'll be back. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. So I've been spending the last couple of hours meeting a bunch of people here and it really allowed me to kind of frame up where I wanted to go with my talk and, uh, and I think the word that's most populated to my mind at this conference so far is patience. I think that when I think about blockchain or crypto, when I think about AR and more importantly when I think about my career I think the word patience is something that needs to be talked about here. This, this afternoon has been a lot of fun for me because it's kicking me vibes of the social media conferences I went to in 2005, six, seven. Uh, it's kicking me vibes to the feelings I felt when I launched the e-commerce wine business in 1996. A lot of the conversations today have been around when does this go mainstream, when is it accepted, you know, when, how, all these kind of themes that I've seen two or three other times. There was a time where I went to search conferences where people were like, when's search gonna be accepted? And then all the way back to the beginning, when would the internet itself be accepted? For all the youngsters in here, who are spending a disproportionate amount of time to justify blockchain or crypto, I wanna remind you that there was a time when the internet itself was a fad. The first conference I ever went to that looked like this, I sat in a Chamber of Commerce event on a panel where literally old people made fun of me for 45 minutes because they laughed at the idea that people would buy wine on the internet and multiple people on the panel that I was on said that by the year 2000, the internet would not exist. I really, I really wanna give a piece of advice from an old timer who's been through a couple of cycles of innovation. If you spent as much energy that you spend on debating whether crypto or blockchain are going to succeed, if you took that same energy and actually became a practitioner in the execution within your craft, you would be much further along. 100%. To me, debating who's gonna win a basketball game in the first quarter when the game's actually gonna end and there's gonna be a score up there is kind of silly in its nature. If I could leave you with anything from my perspective, and there's a lot of interesting people speaking during this conference, I I would highly recommend deploying a lot more patience. You know, whether you're right or they're right, it's completely irrelevant. It's gonna play out, and then we'll all Monday morning quarterback. A lot of times when people debate me, and I can see that this is just a religious debate, there is no conversation, it's not a debate, it's just an argument. I often end with, cool, I'll see you in 2028, right? There is no other conversation. And so that's just one tidbit. There's another tidbit. 
99% of the browsers and search engines that people made lots of money on in valuation in the mid 90s went out of business. I think it's very important for people in this space to understand that it is likely that 90 to 98% of the currencies will not make it. And so there's always moments in time where there's, and what's so incredible about this space is there's liquidation along the way. Unlike when I was investing in early stage startups, you invested and it was either feast or famine. There was no liquidation along the way, which is what has attracted a lot of the behavior in this space. But I please, I need people to understand, to me, blockchain as a technology is a foregone conclusion. But the currencies that are built on top of that have enormous volatility. For all the people here that like to tell each other how they made a million bucks in 12 months from zero, I want everybody to know, this is just my real life, I have over 10,000 direct messages and emails in my inbox right now of people who maxed all their credit cards and bought Bitcoin at 15,000, right? Who are in deep who are in massive depression and sadness. So please understand that we're, when we're in these spaces, there's enormous volatility. And it's very early. Like, real early. Like, real early. And I think that the lack of patience of proving you were right or needing to make 10 million bucks or whatever is going through your mind, is the vulnerability, the lack of patience. In this collective, all of us here together, all the fancy people in the back and all the people here, our collective vulnerability is lack of patience. And so, I genuinely believe that if you're one of the two or three people here who can fundamentally change your path from the quick score, because of the gold rush nature of the oxygen in the room, to do you actually believe in blockchain, do you believe in decentralization and start being meaningful? I believed in social media in 2006. There was a lot of people who came and went in 2006, seven, eight, nine, 10, who had a lot of Twitter followers. There's a substantial reason that I was able to see it all the way through and be in this space with the longevity because my behavior wasn't helter-skelter, it wasn't my pants weren't on fire because I thought this social media thing would be gone tomorrow. I am completely convinced, and this is not a disrespectful comment, I'm completely convinced that more than half this room thinks that it's a quick score game and have no sense or even are educated enough to understand how this all plays out. And I think within that is your opportunity because I will say this, for the group that's here, you have such a substantial advantage over 99% of people because you understand this is actually even happening. The 99% of the people in the world understanding of blockchain or crypto is the word Bitcoin and that's where it starts and ends. 99 in the collective 7.7 billion people. Please do not underestimate the ability of you being somewhere early like you are. However, I just want people to take score of what's actually happening this weekend here and what's the opportunity at hand. I think the other thing that I'm very passionate about is understanding the media landscape that we live in during this revolution. Several people I know here intimately, there's others that I know from afar. I think the one great opportunity for everybody here is to understand what this is actually all about, right? 
just understanding the foundation of us living in a mobile environment, one thing that I think a lot of people need to understand is how to leverage the current mobile social environment in your crypto AR future technology world. So if you really look at the history of people that have won or have had success within new innovations, they were able to leverage the current main innovation in a way to progress. So many people here have been able to be successful in monetizing cryptocurrencies on the back of building personal brand and being given tokens in exchange for PR services or vlogging or things of that nature. Please understand we are absolutely in the eye of the storm of the golden era of social media. Right now we sit here while Instagram story ads are $2 CPMs and, if, and have swipe up call to actions and it's so uncomfortably underpriced, I don't even know what to do with myself. I'm like pouring $100,000 a week into ads. I'm like, I don't, know, I don't even know how to squeeze it any harder. So for a lot of people here, so many of your ambitions are predicated on you communicating to the world. Please don't do what most people do, which is they jump to the next thing before they squeezed the current thing. One of the great mistakes in my career happened in 2007. I was literally one of the first people ever to produce a YouTube video that was longer than five minutes long, literally. I had the longest consistent long form show on YouTube in 2006 and seven, but because of my impatience or because I chased economics, a platform came along called Vidler, which was a YouTube competitor, and offered me 7% of the company to move my show, Wine Library TV, to Vidler. I did that because it seemed ridiculous, 7%, it seemed like a great deal, but what I left on the table was my deep understanding that YouTube was right and all the attention and equity that I could have built over that time. I believe that a lot of people here are getting so high on the supply of being right about crypto or blockchain that they're glossing over and thinking things like social and mobile are yesterday and we're gonna see another seven to 10 year foundational run for those platforms. So please be thoughtful in the way that you're mixing your energies and your executions. I believe that the things that are current right now are absolutely foundational in your ability to extract value from them for what you're looking for to do. Couple other things that I think are important. You need to understand the human spirit in new technologies. In 1996, I thought by the year 2000, every single person would come into my dad's liquor store with a cell phone and scan the barcodes and know the price of every wine in the country. And so I literally lowered the price of every wine in my dad's store to cost or the best price on the internet because what I didn't understand was how long it would take to be accepted. Online dating was in play for over a decade before it was culturally accepted. I think a lot of people here are making bets on singularity, on AR, on VR, on crypto, on blockchain. You understand it, you're beginning to understand it, and you're making decisions based on your belief that it will be accepted or at scale in 24, 36, and 48 months. No question, the thing that makes me different at 42 than I was at 24 is my understanding and how much slower new technologies are and how easy it is for us to get into the bubble of this conference and feel like everybody knows what 
you're talking about, but just for fun tonight, when you go to the casino or the strip club or whatever the you do, when you go talk to normal people about crypto, pay attention that 99.9% of the people on the strip today have no idea what the you just said. <laughs> Knowing I don't have a lot of time, I'm gonna say a couple other things that are a little more macro and then I'm sure we'll do a bunch of stuff in Q&A. The most macro thing I can tell you is that self-awareness is fundamentally the most important I've ever seen in my life. I am so addicted to this process. If I could wish you anything besides health, it would be self-awareness. Once you have self-awareness, once you actually understand who you are, so much crazy happens. And so, I'm unbelievably aware that you have ambitions. I think all of us have versions of what we wish we were, versus understanding what we actually are. You know, I would be thrilled to be the starting quarterback of the New York Jets. That's not gonna happen. But very early on in my life, I was aware that I was more likely to buy the New York Jets than to play for them. And what that allowed me to do is to triple down on my entrepreneurial spirit as a 10, 11, 13 year old. You know, if I could leave any legacy from this talk today, it would be to get somebody to understand that maybe they're not a number one and they should do a startup, but they're a number three and should support the out of a great number one. I always tell my entrepreneurial friends, number 12 at Facebook made more than number one of 99.99999% of companies in the last 15 years. If you can actually understand what you're about, a lot of you shouldn't be vlogging. A lot of you shouldn't be investing. And and that is not a negative, that's a positive. And so I, I, I unbelievably wanna start instilling things like self-awareness and patience because I can tell you one thing, how many people here are under 30? Raise your hands. I really wish you knew what it felt like to be 42 and I'm sure a lot of people here, how many people over 40? What all of you know, what I know is crazy that 24 feels like 42 feels like 67. It's always there. It's always there. And if you actually knew how long, you know, one of the most fascinating things I'm paying attention to is our inability to understand how long our life is. The amount of people that go into crisis at 18, 22, and 30 in our society is laughable. And so please understand that for me, the biggest thing that I could have delivered this evening in this talk is putting the time frame of blockchain and crypto into perspective. I will also say one other very macro thing that I think is super important for me as you navigate how you're gonna bet your life in this world. If you actually understand blockchain, if you actually understand the framework of what we're talking about here, not what Litcoin's gonna be in seven months, no, the actual framework of what blockchain means, the thing that I have not been able to really get my head around, that I'd be fascinated, and feel free to DM me and talk to me about it, is I hope we all can accept the following statement as truth. If you actually understand blockchain, it's really hard to wrap your head around how Russia, China, and America are gonna accept and allow this to happen. I think it's very important for everyone to actually understand this. 
if you actually understand what blockchain does, it takes away all the leverage that the countries in our world have outside of their atomic bombs and their armies. It is a substantially big platform. It is a revolutionary 2.0 of all the things that the internet, my friends, has fundamentally started to drastically impact our culture because it's taken the middle and it's given it back to us. All the political, not just the voting, the things we talk about, whether it's Me Too or Black Lives Matter or anything else that's even secondary to those true issues, I hope everybody understands that all our shortcomings as human beings have been protected by the media infrastructures of the last 100 years and are losing their leverage, which is why we're having different conversations and making progress. Blockchain takes that to a whole another place, which is why it's actually far more vulnerable than I think this room understands. In parallel, while we think about decentralization, I hope you understand what's happening across the world at a country level because we're living through the growth of nationalism, right? If you think America is putting up walls with tariffs and actual debating walls, go look at what's happening at, in India right now. Go look at what's happening across the world. We are now, more than ever, over the last 70 years, seeing countries build internal mental walls which are in complete conflict with something that looks like blockchain. This is a very, very big deal, one that is often not respected by people that are enthusiasts of macro new trends. Let me give you the comp that will make sense to you. When Instagram copied the feature of Snapchat stories and pretty much pulled off a pretty substantial punch in the face to Snapchat, it created everybody in the social media world to understand that you better not build a feature because the ability of an incumbent like Facebook, Apple, or something of that ilk to copy that and stop you from growing is a very big deal. If you look at what's happening with the scooter movement, a lot of the cities and states are not gonna get tricked this time the way they did with Uber. The internet has really up the status quo. The people that have leverage are not just gonna sit with their hands on their and let blockchain do a 2.0 version of that. Please understand that if you believe in Nirvana, of complete and utter blockchain at scale that you're talking about substantial World War III dynamics. And so, while everybody's walking around and thinking about short-term economics and the quick scores they're making on the currency that's built on top of these frameworks and the flip they made to change their short-term lives, which is phenomenal and inspiring and super cool, I hope that there's certain people in here that are starting to deploy five, 10, and 20 year windows because if you are and you're thoughtful about it, the economics but more importantly the legacy that you can leave becomes remarkable and I promise you for anybody in here who's made a dollar or two in their lives, very quickly money stops mattering and other starts taking over. So, it's really cool you made a million bucks on some cryptocurrency, I don't give up. What I care about is you're actually here, which means you are fundamentally 
0.00001% ahead of society in your opportunity, I hope that you give the meaningful thought process and strategy against this advantage you have because when I saw people have it with social and when I saw people have it with email and with search and with the internet itself, 99.9% of them blew it because they were going for the short-term score because they didn't respect in the macro opportunity. You have one life, do something with it. Thank you. Thank you. What up podcast people? Obviously you listen to so I know a ton of you are not familiar with my Monday to Monday playlist that I update every Monday with Mike Boyd on my Spotify. Go check it out. What is my Spotify? Spotify slash Gary V? Yeah. Gary VE, right? You'll see it. It's called Monday to Monday. Search your Spotify and Apple. Uh, Apple and Spotify playlists. Uh, Monday to Monday. Oop, this is me. I gotta go. See you. Bye.